Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Spark Plug Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4, I believe. Um, I'm joined by just you wonderful people listening today. Um, my co-host could not make it. Um, I want to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Milwaukee Bucks double OT thriller at the Paycom Center. Um, the Thunder do end up falling 136 to 132. Um, a lot of things to take away from this game. Uh, first, I want to talk about, of course, Shagulus Alexander. He is him. 39 points on 13 of 25, 2 of 5 from 3, 11 of 13 from the free throw line. Added four rebounds, four assists, and two blocks. Um, great game, of course. Um, <clears throat> played pretty much the, the bulk of both overtimes with five fouls and did not foul out. Um, played a lot of the game with four fouls and then picked up uh, his fifth in the first overtime. Um, some good minutes from J-Dub tonight. want to throw that in there. Um, he had uh, nine points on three for six. Had five rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block as well. Um, JRE logs only 12 minutes tonight. Darius Baisley exits the game after a little less than four minutes um, of playing time with a sprained ankle. Mike Muscala really struggled tonight. Two for nine from the field, uh, two for six from three, six points. Um, he did play 17 minutes. Uh, Kenny Hustle, uh, you know, he did his thing. He came in, he hustled, um, you know, he did his thing. Um, only two points, but we all know as Thunder fans, he goes farther than the stat sheet. Um, Isaiah Joe doesn't really get a lot, a lot of run. Five minutes, you know, not really a significant run. Um, Lugens Dort logged 40 minutes. Um, while he was five for 14, he had four steals. He had seven boards. He had three dimes, no turnovers. Um, and he did not foul out in these 40 minutes. And he also... Saved the Thunder from getting a Javon Carter game winner put on their head. Um, forced the air ball in overtime to force double OT um, for Javon Carter. <clears throat> so going a little farther into Shea Gilders Alexander's game tonight. Um, he was getting to his spots, but the Bucks were sending so many defenders at him. It felt like the Bucks were just saying, okay, if they shoot a three, we're going to turn our heads and box out. Multiple, multiple times I got that feeling um, this game that they were just basically ignoring our guys on the perimeter. And rightfully so, we are not a good three-point shooting team by any means. But tonight, 18 of 45 from three, 40%. you got to be pretty happy with those numbers. Um, we took a lot, and, I mean, we made 40%, which isn't um, – I think that's pretty good, especially compared to our other attempts that – I mean, our other percentages – um, Josh Giddy tonight, 18 points on 9 of 18 from the field, 15 rebounds and 6 dimes, only one turnover as well for Josh. Um, really, really awesome stuff. Josh Giddy's rebounding got us to that first overtime. He got two huge offensive rebounds um, in the same possession. Um, offensive rebound kick out to a 3 from, I believe, Trey Man. I may be wrong. Um, that miss or no, maybe it was Lou. And then... After that, he dives out of bounds, gets the rebound, and throws it back out to Trey Mann or somebody, something. But he got two crazy offensive rebounds back-to-back, and he got some more come overtime. And he got some nice post-up plays. I, re- I seen this play where um, uh, Josh Giddy took it down the floor, and Shea was sitting at the free-throw line. Um, and they screened, I believe it was Bobby Portis, off of Josh Giddy and got Javon Carter. So they had Bobby Portis on Shea and Josh Giddy 
Um, I had Javon Carter on him. So Shea, uh, I don't even know if he touched the ball in this instance. I think Josh just took it straight to the post and scored right over top of Javon Carter, which I loved that possession from Josh. Um, it was great. And they ran it again. I think the second time was the time with Javon Carter on him. And the first time it may have been like a Grayson Allen. But bottom line, Josh took it to the post two or three times and had this nice little flip shot um, and seen great success with it. And I really like that shot for him. Um, again, he's a 6'8 point guard, and he, he has the ability to see over, and he already has a nice floater. And um, it's nice to see that little push shot coming along too. Um, Poku had another really good game, guys. 17-10, um, and 10, uh, four offensive rebounds to go with the, out of those 10. Two assists, two steals, two blocks, only two turnovers. Um, he shot four for seven from three, six of 11 overall. Um, he was four for five from three. He clamped up Brooke Lopez on the last possession of regulation basketball on offense for the Bucks. Forced a miss. They called a timeout. Poku caught it and shot an air ball with time left on the shot clock. But it's okay because we ended up getting there. It was a very questionable shot. We definitely could have got a better look. I think Shea needed to take that shot. But he made up for it, played more good defense in OT. And, again, with the, just the, the good three-point shooting, the rebounding, the scoring, he, play, he played a good game tonight. Um, Trey Mann also had 21 on 8 of 16. He hit five out of his nine tries from three. He had six dimes to go with it. Uh, yeah, six dimes to go. No, excuse me, I'm sorry. Six rebounds and one assist. Man, those lines were really close together. He also had two steals. Um, the Thunder looked really Man, I think Javon Carter just had the best game of his career tonight, by the way. I just want to give a quick shout-out to him. Stepped in with no Drew, no Giannis, no Chris Middleton. Had a 36-point outing with 12 assists. I had no idea about that. Um, and Brooke Lopez, of course. Um, I think I'm putting him on my all-Thunder first-team killer. Um, him and LaMarcus Aldridge are going to make up my front court for all-Thunder killer first team. Um, he had 24 points, 13 rebounds, and five blocks. I just – every time he caught it in the post, I just kind of got this uh feeling. You know, I was just kind of worried um, that something bad was going to happen for the Thunder. And uh, rightfully so. I mean, Brook Lopez is a bucket. Let's not forget the seasons he had in, uh, in Brooklyn. And shout-out to him for taking a back seat to win a chip and maybe another one with the way the, uh, the Bucks are playing. This was an electric game. This is the most hype I was for a game all year. Um, I just it was it was a really good game, and you know, another note: uh, Aaron Wiggins played six thirty-two. Uh, not a lot of playing time for him either. Um, only three, uh, one, two, yeah, three players that got in the game played less than ten minutes. Um, one of those was Darius Baisley with an ankle injury. He probably would have played more than 10 minutes. And then Isaiah Joe and Aaron Wiggins, they played 632 and 457 respectively, that 457 being for Isaiah Joe and the other being for Aaron Wiggins. Um, it was a great game. The referees really played a huge part in this game. On the last, uh, the Thunder caught a timeout well under a minute to go in double overtime. And they run a beautiful set to get a wide-open Trayman 3 in the corner. 
He nails the three, but before he gets the three off, a foul is called away from the ball on Mike Muscala for an illegal screen slash offensive foul. Um, do I think it had the right to be called a foul? Yes. Um, it does suck that it was in such an intense moment, but the next part is what makes me so upset about this. So, the Bucks get the ball back. They're inbounding on the sideline in the backcourt. So, like, they're not past the half-court line. The Thunder are extending their defense full court. Um, Poku is defending in the backcourt. Grayson Allen gives a little misdirection zigzag to get open and pushes Poku in the process, and no foul is called. Poku hits the floor. I have not really watched um, a replay since the game has ended on the push, but I think, personally, if you're going to call what they called on Mike Muscala, they need to call what happened with Poku. I'm not sure, like I said, the intensity of the push because I kind of watched it in real time, and with the emotions I was feeling, I may have misjudged it. But from what I've seen and what I recall, and just judging from the foul that was called on Mike Muscala, I personally definitely think that that should have swung the ball back in our direction. And that was a crucial play at this point in the game. The score was 134 to 130, and Mike Muscala committed this foul with 12.2 seconds to go. And this three that Trey Mann got in the corner actually went in, like he hit the three. So, you know, uh, it would have been a one-point game with 12 seconds left. You know, the Thunder may have fouled, may have forced a five-second. You know, their defense was looking really, really good. And, you know, they're a good defensive team anyways. Um but would have been a better position than they put themselves in with the foul on Muscala. So that's my kind of little tidbit on the game. I know that this post game was a little bit shorter than usual, but um, I just kind of ran through, man. It was a really, really good game. Shea Gilgis Alexander hit the shot to put the Thunder up one. I can't believe I didn't mention this yet. Um, <laughs> in overtime, Shea Gilgis Alexander was like, hey guys, yeah, I can still shoot threes. I don't know how you forgot. He nails a 24-foot step back three to give him 37 and give the Thunder a one-point lead with 1.2 seconds to go. Actually ended up being .6. It hits 1.2 on the NBA play-by-play, but it's .6. They call timeout on the .6. And then to force overtime... They lob it up to Brooke Lopez, and he is fouled by Lou Dort, which gives him two free throws. He splits the pair, hitting the second and missing the first, and then they go to overtime. Then Lou Dort forces the air ball on the potential game winner from Javon Carter, and then to close out the second overtime, the whole fiasco with Mike Muscala and the push from Grayson Allen happens there. Just to give you a recap and correct timeline on all that stuff, I kind of just jumbled it up and uh, threw it all together at first. But um, some things I also wanted to say is um, I've seen some talk about people saying, you know, we don't need Josh Giddy or Josh Giddy's fit's not going to work or I'm concerned about Josh Giddy. Y'all don't be concerned about Josh Giddy. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter. If you don't, it's at Max Gilgis. Same thing for YouTube. Um, y'all don't need to be worried about Josh, man. He is such a good player. Y'all have to remember, this man cannot drink alcohol in the United States yet, legally. He's 20. Um, and, he, I mean, he's he's not turning 21 this year either. He's He turned 20 October 10th. He's not been 20 for two full months yet. I mean, actually, I think today 
or um, the next couple days will make a full month being 20. So bottom line, he's still really young. His offense is progressing. I know he's struggled a little bit from the field these last few games, but he's coming back from an ankle injury. And he's they're still feeling it out, Shea and Josh, together. You know, it's not like they played a full season together last year. They didn't. They played uh, maybe 41, 42 games, I think, off the top of my head um, together. Um, and they're still gelling. They're still working it out. And it's going to work. These two players are great. Shea's jumper is developing. I mean, excuse me, Josh's jumper is developing. They're both getting better and better. And I'm telling you all right now, it's it's looking good for the Thunder. And um, Josh is going to be good, man. Uh, I'm not worried at all. Like I said in my tweet, everybody was so optimistic about this fit going back to last season. Um, even just a couple months ago in the summer league, I mean, people had – I don't remember anybody having concerns of Josh Giddy, um, his fit with Shea and Chet. But now it seems like people are like, oh, yeah, I mean, with how good Shea's playing. And, and I understand that, you know, some people are like, well, with how good Shea's playing, we don't even need him. But I, he doesn't need to go anywhere. He's a good player, and we, 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 need, we want him, you know. He's awesome. So um, I love it. I love Josh, and I don't want him to go anywhere. So, yeah. Um, I just, I love this team, man. Um, fantastic. Awesome. And going back to saying, people saying that we don't need Josh Giddy, I think a lot of teams don't necessarily need some players, but you know, uh, the players that aren't exactly needed are what push those teams over the top and bring them, you know, uh, Push, move the needle, if you will, um, and, and make them the favorites or whatever, you know. Those type of players can do that for you. And I'm not saying that Josh Giddy is like some, like, seventh or eighth man needle mover. He's a starter. He's, a, he's an all-star. He's a superstar. He could be a superstar caliber player, you know. I'm not saying he's like a seventh or eighth man that's, you know, going to do this specific thing. I'm just saying um, if you boil it down to it, there have been some – teams in NBA history like the Golden State Warriors where they didn't necessarily need a Kevin Durant to be great. You know, we may not necessarily need a Josh Giddy to be great when our team is in its prime, but but you know, that that Josh Giddy could could make us the bona fide favorites instead of, you know, they're a championship contender. He could putting him on that team could make us the favorites, if that makes sense. But um just wanted to wrap that up and, and tell y'all that Josh Giddy is a good basketball player. And, and and to be fair, one of the biggest outlets, um, an OKC page on Instagram, I can't remember which one it was. Maybe OKC uh, – I, I, maybe OKC Access, I'm not for sure. Um, they, they, they made sure to clarify multiple times that they liked Josh and they hoped they were proved wrong and that Josh is a, a good player. But I'm just saying I want him on the team. We love him, and it's awesome. Also, Shea got MVP chance. But anyways – um, God bless you guys. Remember, it's a blessing to, you know, just be able to breathe and listen to this podcast. So thank God for that every day. And, um, God bless you all. See you on the next one. Thunder up.